Welcome to the second season of the Gutsy Health Podcast with Shanique Roney and Gina Warfel, where we share uncomplicated, practical, and affordable wellness education so you can be a self-healing champion. This episode is brought to you by the Gutsy Health Membership Program, a program that gives you inexpensive tools and resources to heal your mind, body, and soul. Visit our website at mygutsyhealth.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the Gutsy Health Podcast. This is Gina Warfel here. I'm still just popping on here with, uh, Jeanique's not here today. You guys know if you've been listening and following the journey for a while, it's been right around that time of the one year of Tristan transitioning. And, you know, he's been such a big part of this creation of the Gutsy Health Podcast. It's really why it's here. And so Janique is with her little kids, honoring that and being with them all together and getting herself connected and rested and coming back to the podcast very soon. She's getting really excited about integrating back into it. So we're really excited to bring all new guests back, really go into some really great topics. And today I'm so excited. We have an amazing guest, Tony Cassandrinos, and he is an expert on olive oil. And this is like, I'm so excited about this topic because we talk a lot about fats. We've done specific segments, episodes on fats, navigating which ones are high quality, which ones are actually going to be protecting your cells, your mitochondria, protecting you from oxidative damage, and which of those fats are actually creating damage, the canola oils, the processed vegetable oils, and actually creating inflammation in our bodies. But here's one little caveat. You might be eating olive oil and like, yes, I'm picking one of the good ones, but how do you know? And this is a question we get all the time. How do I know if I'm getting good quality olive oil? Because what if you're eating your olive oil and it's rancid and that thing that you think you're doing is so good is actually creating that oxidative damage and stress. So I'm so excited because we have all the insider information on how do we navigate this journey? We have the founder of an amazing olive oil company, which I tried. The olive oil was just absolutely incredible. So welcome, Tony. Well, thank you for being here and being oh, willing to you. share your expertise with us. Thank you. I appreciate it. So you are the founder of the Cassandrinos Olive Oil Company. Is that right? Did I say that all right? That is right. We've had olive oil in our family for generations, but I decided to make it a company and start bringing it to America. That's so cool. I can't wait to pick your brain on all the insider information because I know olive oil, it's a huge scam. It's one of the biggest scams out there is what I've heard. And I've never gotten to really talk with somebody who knows the ins and outs of this. So I'm really excited to talk with you today. But before we do jump into all of that navigating, how do you know, how many people do you think are buying olive oil thinking that it's good quality, but maybe they're not really getting what they think, or what do you think is the problem in the olive oil industry? I'd say the overwhelming majority are probably not getting what they think they're getting. Um, doesn't necessarily mean it's fake. Most people, when they buy or purchase olive oil or eat olive oil, think they're consuming something really healthy. Unfortunately, the vast majority of it is either not organic, which means it's been sprayed with pesticides. And what people don't really realize is olive oil is actually a fruit juice. You know, you get a little olive and you turn it into juice and it's good for a few years. The fresher you can have it, the better. Um, but if you're spraying that with pesticides, it leaks, it goes right into the olive. And when they press it and you get olive oil, 
it's going in the bottle and then you're eating it. And so you're ingesting olive oil that has been concentrated pesticides. Uh, So that's the one thing. The other thing, and we can get into this because this is really where we looked to fix the problem in America with olive oil is the freshness of it. Olive oil degrades over time and all the reasons that people consume olive oil for the antioxidants and the polyphenols, that starts degrading with time. So you can have a really high quality olive oil that was produced you know, the right way. It was organically farmed, never sprayed, but it goes on a store shelf. And just due to the distribution process from getting from Italy or Spain or Greece over to America, going to distributors, going to the grocery stores, sitting on a shelf under the lights, by the time you bring that thing home, it's kind of older than it should be. I mean, those are really the two biggest issues is the one, not getting an organic, a true organic product into the age of the olive oil. Yeah. And I think that that's so important because we want to think like, well, I, I'm choosing the olive oil. Aren't I doing enough? Like, how do I yeah. have to keep going? And now it's just like, it's overwhelming. I want to throw my hands in there and give up. But really this could be as simple as just choosing one brand over the other. And one, you are doing something that is preventing disease and lowering mm-hmm. inflammation. One of the coolest things that I learned about olive oil is that olive oil is just from like a health side note. Cause I love yep. to nerd out on like the science of this stuff too, is like olive oil is one of the best sources of vitamin E, which is like a very mm-hmm. potent antioxidant. And so yep. it's like in, it's naturally in those delicate fats, protecting that olive oil from being damaged and protecting it. As long as there's not a lot of heat or sunlight. And then when we ingest it, We also ingest that vitamin E, which nestles right into our cells and protects the fats of the lining of our cells. And so we have these healthier, plump cells that are actually being protected vitamin E that's naturally found in the olive oil, which is so good for our cells, our brains, our heart, just everything. And you could either get those benefits or you could be actually adding damage to your body, just depending on the brand or the source of where you get it from. Yeah. And and that's like the bad thing. And kind of, it's all about, I think, just educating yourself about all food or anything you're ingesting really. But, you know, people are thinking they're doing a good thing and they're, oh, I'm getting olive oil or I'm getting this salmon, but you're not really looking at the sourcing of it. And a lot of people just don't know what to look for. I mean, it's, it's stuff you shouldn't have to worry about. You shouldn't have to worry about pesticides being in your food. Right. We shouldn't, but unfortunately we do. (laughs) And, but the good thing is, I think the listeners here are really going to vibe with this information. They tend to be people who are very proactive and they're not just going to sit back and be like, Oh, I heard this general recommendation that this is good. And then take their hands off the wheel. Like they are truth seekers, right? If you're out there listening, you know, you're like, I'm a truth seeker and I will look. And so I'm excited to keep going deeper into this. How did you first get started in this industry? You're saying that like olive oil has been a part of your family generations. Tell me a little bit more about that. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, for anyone that's ever been to Greece, Italy, or Spain, or even like Northern Africa into Israel and all that, basically anywhere around the Mediterranean, that's where olives are indigenous to, and they grow everywhere there. And most people that don't live in a city, they live in like villages and everybody's got olive trees. It's just something that everybody has because that was our main source of all fats for generations. And it's multifunctional. I mean, you make soap out of it, you can eat it, you put it on your skin. I mean, there's a million things you can do with olive oil. So my family had been farming olives for generations and I had been going back to Greece my whole childhood and as an adult 
my father would bring over enough olive oil to sell in his restaurant. The rest of it, we kind of sold for bulk over in Greece. So it was never like really a company. It's just, we farmed olives around our mm-hmm. village and so did everybody else. And the cool thing is where our olives are, that entire valley that they come from is organic. So all the trees in that valley are also organic. Mm-hmm. So you're not getting one off or destroying the soil which unfortunately is a big problem here in the States. Be doing it right here, but the guy down the street is not, and that's affecting you. But yeah, so I went to the military at 17 years old and I just happened to have a case of my dad's and uncle's olive oil they were selling in the restaurant and I was sharing it with friends and everybody wanted it again, like after about a month or two, or there, we started in a CrossFit gym. So, you know, it was like a small circle of friends and everybody's like, oh, try Tony's olive oil. So I got all these people asking me for more olive oil. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to go back up to New York where my dad lives in a few weeks and I'll grab a few cases, you know, so it kind of just snowballed from there. And I was basically selling our family olive oil out of the trunk of my car for a few months. No way. And then I got stationed somewhere else down in Texas. I was in Philly at the time and everybody's like, Hey, we still want to get your oil. I was like, I don't know what to do here. So I called my uncle up. I was like, can you guys send me a pallet of olive oil down here? I made a little one page website and my friends would go and order it and I would ship it to them. And it just grew and grew and grew from there. I kind of kept it as like a side business for another probably six or seven years while I finished Mm -hmm. my career in the military. And then I brought my sister into it, who's my business partner now. And our team has grown since then. But yeah, now we really kind of keep the same focus as we're sharing our family olive oil with all of our friends and family and customers now. And Mm. the family is growing, you know, we're getting more and more customers around the world. And, you know, we just, when we started, we really looked at the whole industry because, you know, a lot of companies, what they look for is selling as much product as you can. So that means going into every grocery store possible and every sales outlet and, We're like, we don't want to do that. We're putting our last name on this bottle because we have a lot of pride in like this really awesome product that we've been blessed to have in our life. And we want to share it with as many as people, but we're not going to devalue the product or give it to say a grocery store who might not sell it right away. We don't want to do that. So we kind of went the direct to consumer route and have stayed like that. We always will stay like that because the biggest problem with the industry outside of conventional farming versus organic farming is all, like we said earlier, all the great products is now we want to get it to the customer as soon as we can, because that's what olive oil should taste like. And most people Mm -hmm. and anyone who's got family or friends or anyone in Southern Europe, when they come to America and you go to a restaurant and they try the olive oil, they're like, what is this? Because it's not supposed to taste like that. (laughs) You know, it's very important. (laughs) We're over there, you know, It's much different. We're trying to bring that to people here in America. What has the history of like fraud and olive oil? What, and is that still present today? What is that like? Um, So people have gotten caught frauding olive oil in the past. I haven't heard of anyone in the last like 10 years getting caught because that's a really serious crime. (laughs) Like, wow. Okay. um, It's a very serious crime. And this is like reports out there, like 70% of olive oil is an extra virgin. That I believe is true. Most of the olive oil that's older is not extra virgin. That doesn't mean it's frauded or fake. It means the day it was pressed, it was extra virgin. But by the time it gets to the store shelf or your kitchen counter, the acidity level has risen to the point where it's not extra virgin anymore. 
Oh, so can so, you break uh, that down the difference between like extra virgin and virgin and it's the acidity level of the oil. You do a chemical analysis and anything above 0.8 uh, acidity level is not is virgin olive oil. Anything below is extra virgin. Um, so something could test out at extra virgin the day it's pressed, but the acidity level rises over time. And again, so does that just change the flavor profile or is there also it, it consequences will. on the Yeah, the, the flavor, yeah, the flavor profile will change over time, as will all the positive properties in olive oil, like the the polyphenols will degrade and you'll have less of them there. The antioxidants will degrade over time. That's why it's really important to get it as fresh as possible. Like when you taste like really fresh olive oil, it's noticeably different. That's why we always tell our customers, Hey, if you've never had our product before, taste it next to whatever's in your kitchen. Cause it's yeah. totally different. It doesn't even compare. You know? That's really so, cool. I mean, cause then you don't have to just trust what different companies are saying. We're the best. We're the best. Like you can actually taste right. it and experience yeah. the difference. So what should people look out for? How would you know if you had a really good olive oil? Well, you'll know it by the taste, but things to look out for pre-purchase before you've actually tried an oil. One, always try and get it from the source. I know it's not always the easiest. People want to shop at the grocery store when they're already there. Let me just grab a bottle of oil or order it from another, whatever stores they're getting it from. But if you can go right to the source, whether it's my company or some other company, you can get it right from them. You cut out a lot of middlemen and a lot of time. So you're getting it faster. We bring our oil over every quarter from Greece. So anything on our website is the most recent harvest of oil. Not a lot of companies are doing that. And we're just trying to get the highest quality product to people. But the other things to look for if you're not getting it right from the source is you definitely don't want a clear bottle. If you see a clear bottle and it's on a store shelf, don't even consider it because that light is just oxidizing it even faster. I would not be consuming non-organic olive oil yeah. just due to the fact that it's being sprayed and you don't want to be ingesting those things. Outside of that, it's really good to have a single source origin olive oil. Right. Yeah. So that goes kind of just because of what happens in the industry. So most of the bigger corporations and companies out there, what they do is they can't produce enough olive oil for what they are exporting. So you might have some big giant company in Italy that's exporting hundreds of thousands of bottles, they can't produce enough to put the oil into those bottles. So they will buy it from all around the Mediterranean. So they'll be like, hey, Spain, we need 30 tons of olive oil. Morocco, we need 10 tons of olive oil. The thing is they can get last year's harvest cheaper than this year's harvest. Wow. So it might not be bad blended olive oil, but you're getting olive oil from all these different regions, mixing it together. Now it's a product of Italy. And we're going to send it to America because most Americans don't know better. That's and, so interesting. Yeah. So, so outside Whoa. of like, you know, like tainted olive oil or like being mixed with canola oil or soybean oil. Again, I can't speak to, we don't do that. So I don't really know what other really shady companies are doing. To me, that's right. like, I mean, it's one, it's really illegal, but two, it's like really unethical. But soybean right. oil and canola oil is way cheaper than olive oil. So if you put 20% in, these companies are saving, you know, making a lot of money off of that. But the biggest problem in the industry is the age of it. And then when you're doing that, now you don't know what year's harvests of olive oil are in there. Like you might have some 12-month-old olive oil. You might have some two-month-old olive oil. You might have some two-year-old olive oil mixed into that one bottle. That's really, um, 
So it's less likely if you're, that's less likely to happen if you have single origin is what you're saying. Yeah, because single origin is generally going to have a harvest and bottling date on it. Hey listeners, I've now used Cozy Earth Sheets all winter and now summer long. And let me tell you, you just don't get better temperature regulation than this. Cozy Earth Sheets are developed with high quality materials that are responsibly and sustainably sourced from the earth so that you can get the restorative sleep you need. These sheets are way softer than cotton and have a 100 night sleep test. That means you can try it for 100 nights and if you don't love it the way I do, you can send them back for a full refund. Also, use my discount code GUTSY to get 35% off your Cozy Earth Sheets and start creating this sleep sanctuary you've always dreamed of. Because right. they're bottled their own oil. Like our oil comes from, you know, it goes from our fields and on the trees to the bottle or to the processing facility, which you turn the olives into olive oil, which takes about an hour. And then you're mm-hmm. bottling and then you're getting moving it. So it's at the end of the day, the age and how soon it comes from the tree to your kitchen is the biggest problem. So I think that everything that you just said there is really important because I think a lot of people get frustrated with this. I heard there's olive oil scams and what people want to know the most is tell me which ones are the scams. Tell me which ones are bad and, you know, tell me exactly what to do and which ones are the scams. And I think what we can do is maybe we don't exactly know which ones are a scam and maybe they're Mm -hmm. not. But what we can have control over is, am I buying one that's in a glass bottle? Am I buying one that's organic? Am I looking for a single origin? Am I maybe like taking a couple extra steps to like research some companies, like how you guys Mm -hmm. have actually, you share, you're very transparent with, I loved on your YouTube channel, how you have videos and like, there's so much Mm -hmm. transparency of how you produce things. It's, it doesn't take that much extra effort to just feel confident. If if you're doing it right. If you're doing it right. That's a thing. Unfortunately, due to our food system, and it's kind of, it's not just olive oil or just avocado oil. It's like literally everything from like the way we raise chickens in the US and other places, but, or cattle. If somebody's raising cows in a feedlot, they're not going to show that and they're not going to be transparent on that. Whereas if you have like a small local farm with grass fed cows, you want to show that because it's like, hey, we're doing it right. We want to show you how it's done. You know, so we really try and be, we make videos and like show people, hey, this is the process. This is how it comes from a tree. We handpick the olives uh, because the whole way of, we haven't really gotten to that, but the whole production process of olive oil, mm-hmm. if you go and see some of the farms, the way they're conventionally raised are like just miles upon miles of rows of, they almost look like little bushes and they have these big giant tractors that drive over them and suck the olives off. And that's just very unsustainable, damaging process to the olives, the trees, the environment, the land. You want to be like as non-invasive as possible during this so process. So how do you guys do it? We handpick everything. So like everything wow. is- Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, and that kind of goes into the price of olive oil. Like, yes, ours is a little bit more expensive than stuff in the stores. We're handpicking all of our olives. Like they're coming off by hand. Wow. That's the love getting put right into the olive. Somebody's hands actually touched. Well, it's because the way you treat the land now is going to show itself next year for the next harvest. Because you only harvest an olive tree once a year. And I don't know what size bottle you had, but the average tree makes about three or four one liter bottles a year, like an entire year. No way. Yeah. When people get our biggest package, that's an entire tree. So that blows my mind that this can be a profitable business 
if only a tree can produce three to four bottles. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of pretty much all of Greece, Italy, and Spain is olive trees. (laughs) Like they're there's either beaches, mountains, or olive trees. Wow. What does cold pressed mean? I know that's kind of like, it just means it doesn't go over 87 degrees during the processing. So you don't want it. And that's the problem with like a lot of seed oils. You need to heat them up very much to get the oil out of it with olive oil. I mean, pretty much the process of making olive oil hasn't really changed too much in the last few thousand years, except now it's mechanical instead of before it was done with stones and donkeys kind of stones. It's a very, you're basically taking the olives and washing them to get any dirt off of them, separating the leaves from twigs or branches that might've gotten in there, which that turns into goat food. Mm-hmm. And then you basically mash. It's really not a pressing anymore. It's more of a mashing of the olives. And then you separate that from the liquid from the actual pulp. And then that liquid, you basically, you separate the oil from the water because there's water inside of olives as well. And then you filter the olive oil to get any sediment out of it. And that's the whole process. It's a very quick, it takes about an hour, but that mashing process, it's a very, if you watch it happening, it's a very slow process because you don't want to heat the olives because that will damage the oil. That's so Um, cool. So cold pressed, it's kind of like, so anything that's extra virgin is cold pressed. So cold pressed is almost like a little buzzword, but something cannot be extra virgin without being cold pressed. Got it. That makes sense. So when you did mention, like you would tell the difference in the taste and the quality, I think somebody told me that like, you should have a little bit of a burn in your mouth. Does that, is that true? Yes and no. Different, let's just assume we're trying all amazing olive oils and from all over the world. And they're all properly raised or all organic. All olive oils will taste different depending on what kind of olives are being used mm, and okay. in the oil and what region it's from, what time of year it's from. So some olive oils taste really grassy, like really, really grassy. And some are very, very spicy. Some are a little bit more mild or buttery. I mean, it, they're all different. It's kind of like wine, you know, it's gonna it. different grapes make different wine and they taste different. So Yep. There's really no right or wrong answer. There's no real best. Or should worst. just have a flavor. Yeah. Oh yeah. It definitely should taste have like plain oil. It should be bland, and yeah, it definitely shouldn't be bland, and it should not be vinegary. If it tastes a little vinegary or smells vinegary, that means it went rancid. Yeah. Uh, which will happen in a few years. Yeah, and I just I also want to talk about like the health benefits a little bit. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people know olive oil equals good, but I think a lot of people don't realize that Mediterranean lifestyle is like part of if you guys have ever heard of the blue zones where people tend to mm-hmm. live the longest, incorporates a lot of a Mediterranean type lifestyle and abundance of olive oil. I don't know if you guys speak to that at all. I thought what was cool was I went to your Instagram and I saw that you had a blog post from the bone coach, Kevin. I just interviewed him on the last podcast. So it was cool talking about bone health. And then I saw him writing a blog post on your Instagram about the benefits of olive oil and bone health. Do you guys find a lot of those associations between olive oil and health benefits? Definitely. Before we get into like Mediterranean lifestyle, yeah, there's so many, and it is the foundation to nutrition in the Mediterranean, but there's been so many studies done on virtually everything from bone health to nails and hair and vision, brain health, heart health. I mean, we were talking about it before, but you can go to PubMed and see all these different studies. It's almost like this miracle that really helps with a lot of things. 
when it comes to like the Mediterranean lifestyle, I go back there every year for months at a time, usually not there this summer because I got a baby on the way, (laughs) but uh, my wife's got about two more months. So our doctor wasn't not wanting us to go to Greece right now, but you see the way life is over there, especially outside the city, like in the villages. And for one, everything is done in olive oil. Like it's literally in every dish, but there's quite a few things that I think make that lifestyle probably the best one to lead as far as it's a lot less stressful. People eat real food. There's not a lot of processed stuff. Most of the stuff you're getting is vegetables or fruits from the backyard or some one of your neighbors. And so it's not traveling far to get to you. It's not like running to the grocery store and getting organic raspberries, but they were grown in Mexico, you know? So most of the stuff is coming locally. And then even your seafood and poultry or lamb, it's all raised in someone's backyard, probably in your village or the next village over. And the fish that was caught that morning is generally what you're having for dinner. So the whole people are very connected to their food, which I feel like we have a huge disconnect from our food here in right. in the States. And the biggest, biggest difference though is movement. Everybody moves in over there. And people, I mean, it's kind of a pain to drive there a lot of times, especially if you're going like a half a mile down the street or a mile. These are roads that were generally made for donkeys or horses. So all the houses are very close together. So it's it's easier to walk, but people walk everywhere and you'll notice it where you really see it is in like the 60, 70, 80, 90 year old people who are living life the way it was probably meant to be at that age. Because they're still active, most of them, and living on their own and still leading a very healthy, active lifestyle later in life. And when you come here, it's like, man, my grandparents are that are in their 90s are in better shape than a lot of people here in their 40s and 50s. Right. And think about the connection to food and the reverence for food that you'd have with having so much interaction with using your hands and like making things homemade and picking the Mm -hmm. herbs and making the breads and doing like you're not just getting the activity, but you're involved in the process and we just, we get so disconnected, but I think here we get so focused on what is the right way to eat. And I Mm -hmm. think that those principles are like a really beautiful guiding light to come back to that. Like when you don't know what to do, when you don't know where to go, try to just go for that Mediterranean lifestyle where Mm -hmm. you're just looking for whole foods as much as you can, as close to the source as possible, least processed as you can. If you're choosing between one brand versus the other, and you have the ability to pick one that is less processed, or, you know, you can do a little background research or it's organic, like make just one little change. And that could be, make a huge difference and everything oh, yeah. adds yeah. up. Right. Yeah. The way we spend our money is how we vote for change, you know, when it comes to how companies are doing. And I think in the last probably decade, we've seen it going in a really good direction where if you went in a grocery store, maybe 10, 15 years ago, you didn't have nearly the options of organic products that we have now. Companies are going to do what the population is going to spend on, you know? So you are seeing even like Walmart and some of the big box stores where you wouldn't have thought they're carrying the, you know, some really good products now are carrying them because that's what people are asking for. So the way people do spend their money really is what will create change in the food industry. But it is also expensive. It's a double-edged sword. You know, unfortunately, doing things the right way is not the cheaper way. That's why these giant companies do things cheaper because it's more profitable. 
And I think that aspect of it being more expensive can sometimes make it, I think, a little bit more of a rewarding experience that Mm -hmm. it's not easier to, sure, we could just go to the grocery store and buy everything in bulk and save money. And sometimes we need to be conscious of that. But when you do, like, you know that you're spending more money and you know that the quality is there and you're like, hell yeah, like I'm doing this for me. I deserve it. It's a little bit more money, but like I'm making the extra effort. And what that feels like to really like be empowered in your health and know that most people aren't doing that, but like you're taking the effort to do it. I think that there is something that is a little bit rewarding in that, that feels really good. No, definitely. Definitely. I mean, everyone's health should probably be their top priority or right up there. You know what you're fueling your body with, especially when it comes to, um, not putting negative things into it, you know, it's definitely worth the time spending a little time researching. I think probably like all your things you're buying. Yeah. And I think that olive oil is one of those foods that has been very longstanding in the science, in the literature that there have been others that have been more controversial of like, is it the Holy grail of health? Is it bad? Mm. Is it, you know, all over the place and it depends and your genetics and all these things. But what's interesting, I mean, there is always the genetic influence, but I think that olive oil has held such a long lasting place in science that we know that it's really beneficial. It's really beneficial for our heart and for our brain and for our skin and inflammation. And so I would encourage everybody that whenever you are trying to make some decisions, it's always good to vary up your oils, but definitely work in some good olive oil. We talk about it so much for our mitochondria and for our hormones and our brain health. And so definitely awesome. Anything that you want to recap with today or anything else that you want to leave us with? No, just really give our stuff a try. You know, if you, like I said earlier, try it next to whatever is currently in your kitchen. I know we do have a discount on your page, which is cassandrinos.com forward slash gutsy. There's a discount code on there. Which is super exciting because this is a hidden link that you guys created just for Gutsy. Just for your followers. Yeah. So it's castandrinos.com backslash Gutsy. And so we'll put that link in the show notes. I think one other tip that you said, just to kind of recap, bring everything full circle. When you're buying olive oil, you said organic glass and dark color, right? Dark, Um, Dark colored container. And maybe preferably single origin. Was there anything yep. with buying that I missed there? Just the make sure you see the date on there. Like when was it harvested? Great. And it, date. it should have it on the back. If it doesn't, that means there's probably different harvest dates of oil inside of there. What would be a date that would be too long? What's the date you want to stay in? Anything over a year. Okay. Over a year. I mean, it's great. Six month olive oil is great. Nine month olive oil is great. Once you start going over the... 12, 18 months. And one other thing we didn't touch on really quick. Once you open the bottle, you got about six months with it at six months. Peak, good to know. Peak freshness and make sure you seal it. Cause a few things that do degrade olive oil is time, light and air. So got once it. that air gets in there, doesn't mean it's going to go that's- bad really important because some people do use a lot of olive oil, but they're buying the bulk jugs, Costco ones. And they're like, this is going to last me two years. You know, this will last me forever. It'll never go bad. So buying those smaller containers. And I think that this is a really important one because so many people are opening up their olive oil and then leaving it next to the stove where there's light coming in, there's heat. And they're like, oh, it's easy. I can grab it here. But, you know, remembering that light and heat is what breaks down those oils. So if you can maybe keeping it into a cupboard once you do have it. Exactly. And mm-hmm. 
Cool. Well, this has been so great. So informative. I love getting a good expert right from the source. If you guys want to try some Cassandrino's olive oil, go to Cassandrino's.com forward slash gutsy, and you can get a special discount just for our listeners. So Tony, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Is there anywhere, any other links where people can follow your information or keep learning about olive oil? We're Cassandrinos pretty much everywhere. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, kind of along the name, but it pulls up on Google really easily. Yeah. Okay, (laughs) cool. Thanks so much, Tony. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Gutsy Health Podcast. We hope you enjoyed and learned a lot from this episode. For more updates, follow us on Instagram at Gutsy Health Podcast. 